The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Our first guest this afternoon is uh, Andrew Knack, Edmonton Ward 1 City Councilor. And I do want to talk to him. I mean, I've called him up to talk to him about this, uh, this um, city auditor's report. But, Councilor Knack, I want to ask you about uh, where your head's at this afternoon as well on this 19th anniversary. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I think, uh, you know, you asked us where were we 19 years ago, and I remember yeah. it well. It was my first year of university. I was at the U of A Student Union Building. It must have been my first week or second week. And I walked into the Student Union Building, looked up on the TV, and, and saw what was happening. And mm. at that point, I remember getting in touch with my friend who we used to drive in from Frisco when I used to live there, and we drove right home. and. I, stayed in front of the TV for the rest of the day just to watch what was happening. And, and just earlier today, we were at the uh, Edmonton Firefighters Memorial Plaza just off 83rd Ave over by the Walter mm-hmm. Theater and, and recognizing the sacrifices that uh, our firefighters and all first responders make uh, every single day. So it's important that we recognize this each and every year. Yeah, hard to believe that, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, for, for for certain generations, it was one of those days, of course, that we'll never, ever forget. And then there's others who, um, you know, 19 years on, um, you know, barely remember that day. And I, I know the kids uh, in, in our house were, what, seven years old at the time. And um, they remember a little bit, but not everything. And so they've continued to learn. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's important to continue to talk about what happened on that day. But that's not the reason why I called you up this afternoon. As I mentioned, there's a new report from the Office of the City Auditor, which recommends the City of Edmonton look at its growing number of supervisor positions if it wants to cut spending. Now, Chedville, the report says the city must reduce its costs in order to remain sustainable in the current economic environment. And when you look at some of these numbers, it says since 2017, the workforce has grown each year and supervisory full-time equivalent positions have grown disproportionately high compared to non-supervisory full-time positions. And they're saying that reversing the growth is an effective way to reduce costs for the organization. Councillor Knack, at first glance, you know, there's a number of people out there that would say, this doesn't look good for the city of Edmonton. If, if um, you know, if, if we're having the growth way up here in, you know, the top layers when we're possibly cutting elsewhere, it's not a good look. And I would completely agree. And I think that's the point of doing audits like this. I I know some people when they, every time we have an audit that is, uh, you know, shows some concerns, uh, people sometimes get really upset. And and actually my answer is this is why we have this office, because Mm. the reason this audit came forward was actually at the request of the audit committee, which is made up of members of council and two members of the public. And it's stemmed from a letter that we received from one of our civic unions, uh, CSU 52, that said, hey, we think this is a concern and we we think you should look into this. So we asked the city auditor to say, let's go and do a deep dive in this. And this audit is just part one of a multi-part audit related to city productivity and performance. So Mm. yes, it's a concern, but I'm glad we have it because now you get to take the action that's necessary, that's clearly necessary based off what it shows in the audit. So one of the other things that it showed, it said that over the past three years, middle manager positions within the city have increased 22%, while the number of frontline supervisor positions has gone up by 19%. Any idea or insight, uh, Councillor Knack, into how that is happening or why that is happening? 
So from what I've read through the audit, and I've read through it a couple times now, I think the suggestion being made is from our administration who gets to provide their own response to the audit. And I should note they accepted the recommendations of the auditor, but they do provide their own their own submission. And it does sound like uh, part of where this came from is that with some of the new uh, I guess departments that we have, like the Integrated Infrastructure Services Department, which was designed to help address project management concerns. Uh, the way some of those positions are set up is that some of those positions, while there are supervisory functions, that's not necessarily their job 100% of the time. So they're not just sitting at a desk supervisor, one or, two, one or two people. They're supervising someone. They're the direct report for somebody, but they're also doing work. Yeah. With all of that said, I think the numbers still show far too high growth in such a short amount of time, no matter how the reorganization of the city of Edmonton has been going, and this needs to be uh, addressed. And, I, and I'm, I'm optimistic that we'll see some quick action on this. So I, I guess, you know, as you said, you know, the audit uh, puts it out there and now we, we we know it's there. We can look at it. We can address it. But I can just, you know, I don't even need, need to check my text line, Andrew, and, <laughs> and, and, and be able to hear people saying, OK, well, I mean, if we knew this was happening, we've been talking about uh, cutting fat and cutting back, you know, those big, you know, the, the bigger roles for, for a long time. We've been talking about trying to find ways to, uh, to find savings. If we know that and we're aware of that how does it still happen like who at the at the top or who along the way makes the decision that oh we're going to hire another manager mm-hmm. well and, and i think ultimately the buck stops at council right there's nobody else that gets to, to make an excuse you know we're the ones that will finally approve a budget and generally speaking there hadn't been much overall growth in ftes what or full-time okay. equivalents as we refer to it as so when we were looking at our multi-year budget documents you weren't seeing much of a change in terms of new people what i think happened is that uh, you saw certain positions not get filled, and then in turn, they filled it with a, somebody that might have a different classification, a job classification. And so, again, uh, I think what this says to me reading through this, and there's a good page in the audit that shows, you know, if you did a 15% reduction in middle management, that could save the city approximately almost $40 million. And I think we need to be looking at, at that, uh, and, and because we're in such tough economic times, because there were a number of other areas we, we didn't see staffing increase in a lot of the other frontline positions. So uh, there's really no excuse to have such a growth of uh, middle management positions when you weren't seeing that in the other staffing areas. Yeah, and just the, these numbers kind of jump out a little, and they jump out at a lot of people right now, saying that the report found that budgeted personnel costs at the city have gone up by $63 million since 2017. So overall, the workforce 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 has grown by 2%, and the cost of the workforce has grown by 5.6%. Again, that doesn't look good. No. So a few things to note, and, and I would note okay. one thing that ha- we have made progress on is the total number of employees per thousand city of Edmonton residents. We've seen that drop pretty substantially over okay. four years, but it'll need to be continued work. The cost piece is something we're going to have to talk about on two different fronts. One on the middle management side, which this audit brings forward. But the other piece is that's just general wage growth. That number, from what I understand, breaks down to about $19 million from the supervisory roles, and the rest mm-hmm. is all wage increases as part of okay. our collective agreements. Okay. And so we have to have those conversations, especially going into this year's budget, to say, 
what's an appropriate wage increase uh, as, as we manage throughout the city of Edmonton? Uh, and when other folks are taking pay cuts, when other folks are losing their jobs, how do we make sure that we're uh, recognizing that reality and making, and making sure it's reflected in our budgets? Because I don't see a scenario where anyone would be willing to accept anything other than at least a tax freeze in 2021, if not, you know, in the decrease. Yeah, okay, well, we'll get to that in a second. The mayor said yesterday that we have to shed some supervisory positions across the corporation to bring things back into balance. You talk about that balance, it's going to be tricky. Uh, One of those things, and and you talked about some of those uh, increases, those wage increases, a big hunk of that uh, money that we were talking about going to um, employees with collective agreements. You're going to have to work with the unions on this. And um, how open do you think um, the unions will be to doing so? I think they're going to be very open. We saw, again, one of the main reasons this audit came forward was because of a letter sent by one of our largest civic unions. And they want what I think most of us want, which is good value for money. And I Mm -hmm. think they recognize that, yeah, we are in very tough times too. And so we will uh, start those negotiations now in in public. Uh, But I I think at least my impression from all of our civic unions is they they are active partners with us to work through these problems. I don't, and and I think as long as we approach it in that lens to say, let's work together to get through these challenging economic times, we're gonna be able to come up with some good solutions that allow us to, again, at a minimum, see no increase in 2021, if not uh, even better results. All right. Yeah, as you mentioned, as we go into budget deliberations here and, you know, you talk about the fact that, um, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, we can't, we can't afford an increase. Where's your head on that front? Again, very much in agreement. Uh, I, I can't see a scenario where, where I'd be willing to accept anything other than, than zero at this point, noting that that means some very tough decisions. Uh, mm-hmm. We had to offset Again, about $170 million this year to deal with the financial impacts of COVID. And that meant many different services were impacted from transit to grass cutting to you name it, you know, city day camps, all those things were, were cut. Uh, we're expecting that if we want to hit a 0% for 2021, that's going to require about $140 million in savings. So not quite as much as we dealt with this year. And even with the federal and provincial restart agreements, which will provide us with some funding, there's going to be a lot we have to cut from our budget in order to do that. So I think we're up for the challenge. I think uh, Edmontonians are going to be and have recognized that we're going to have to make some changes next year and potentially for a couple of years to come to do that. And so it means we'll continue to see potentially some reduced service standards in certain areas, uh, but that will allow us to ensure that we aren't passing over new costs to people through property taxes, which I don't think anyone can accept right now. So you talk about reduction in, in, in service in some places. Is or Would there be um, some projects that would get put on hold that would be, okay, you know what, we have to press pause on this for the foreseeable future? And if so, what might they be? So that's a likely scenario. When we set our budget principles for the upcoming budget deliberations, one of the things we asked our administration to review 
is any city projects that are focused on growth, so uh, not renewal, because we feel we need to keep okay. that up. We saw what happened when we stopped doing renewal in the 90s. We don't want to create mm-hmm. that scenario again. But there are growth projects that are 100% city funded that we are going to have to look at as to which ones those are. That's what our administration is working through. So they're going to focus on that area. We will still try to continue doing projects that have partner funding, which is often coming from the other orders of government because we know there is stimulus funding to come in. But there will there will likely be impacts to our capital budget. I would expect the only way we'll achieve uh, the ability to offset $140 million is some of those projects will have to be put on the shelf for a couple of years or, or some may be scrapped in, in their entirety. Uh, Councillor Knack, I have to say it's going to be interesting given the situation that the, the city finds itself in right now and as we head into an election year and as, you know, silly season as it's been called gets underway at, at City Hall, what uh, what those budget deliberations could look like in uh, in the months, in, in the weeks ahead. I just, uh, man, oh man, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, I think there's going to be a lot of fireworks. There could, there's the potential for that, but but again, what I what I think about is every other year we've gone through budget, including in 2017 during the last election. What usually happens is members of council come together saying we've got it, we've got to do what we can, and they put forward motions. and And as long as we're putting forward motions that have the best of intentions, that have uh, clear outcomes that say, here's how we're going to reduce spending. I've never seen a scenario where we've refused that. I mean, I can think to motions that I've put forward in different budget years that uh, were accepted by council that saved tens of millions of dollars. And council was always open to hearing their suggestions from other members of council about how we can bring spending down. So what we need to watch out for is people saying, oh, well, we shouldn't, you know, we've got to decrease taxes by 10%, but then don't actually present a solution. So if we're not presenting solutions, then we're not getting anything done. We have that luxury or that that privilege, if you will, of, of only 13 of us being able to put forward those solutions Uh. and so that I I don't think there'll be fireworks because we have a process that allows us to be thoughtful Uh. and deliberate about all of our budget decisions I I would just say it seems like things are getting pretty testy over there these days Yeah, it, it's it's going to get a little messy, certainly. But uh, I, I think we're generally, I, I would believe that council is generally on the same page of not wanting to see an increase in taxes in yeah, 2021. Okay. And I hope that all of council recognizes that, again, we're colleagues. We might not always agree, but we've got to work together to try to accomplish those things. We're not opponents to each other. And as long as we go into the debates like that with that mindset, I think we'll be able to get things done the way we want. And Councillor Knack uh, from Ward 1 joining me this afternoon. Uh, just before you leave, I, I, I have to say thanks for putting sugar and spice on my uh, on my radar for this weekend after reading your Twitter account this afternoon. I, too, have been trying to get over there and get some of their tasty creations and have missed out, so it, it looked really good. <laughs> it, it was delicious, and I hope everyone, whether you get out to Sugar and Spice or any local shop in your community, yeah. we got to be supporting the local businesses right now. They're struggling, and, and we we have the ability to help them out. Absolutely. Uh, Councillor Nack, always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for this. My pleasure. Have a great weekend.